If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. What is going on? You are listening to episode 268 of the Nintendo Powercast. I'm your host, N64 Josh, player two, Nightcrawler. What's up, dude? Hey, how's it going? And it's Crawl coming at you. That's right. That's right. Player three tonight, Kurt from Nook's Tavern. How are you? Hey, how's it going? It is going glad on. to be here. Yeah, we're glad you're here. We're glad you're here. Guys, that music you just heard was from On Being Human. You can check them out on Spotify and YouTube. Remember, this is an unofficial Nintendo podcast. And if you'd like to get yourself a free book from Audible, head on over to n64josh.com slash audible. Where you can get my book, Another Castle, for free. All right? You want to get a gaming chair that I'm sitting in and that crawler's sitting in from OP Seat? N64josh.com slash OPC automatically saves you $10 at checkout. Plus, all the chairs are $20 off right now. So that's $30 in savings. Free shipping. Takes no time to set up. And you're good to go. You're sitting in comfort. Just remember to stand up and walk around because they're they're so comfortable. You don't want to leave. You don't want to leave. Lastly, you want to get the, the paperback version of my book, Another Castle. N64josh.com slash Another Castle. With that, we're going to get on over to the announcements. Listen. Okay, so first of all, I want to tell you guys about an event that's happening, and I have lost my phone that has my notes in it. This is not. This is not good. I don't know where it is. Professional podcasting. Yep. No, I found it. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. I'm sitting in the dark, kind of. So forgive me, but I want to get this right because I had a special. I, I'm. 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 This is for a friend, but it's also for indie game devs. Game devs. If you use any of the Amazon tools aws tools there's a there's a like a webinar an online uh class coming out anyway here's here's what's going on i'm gonna i'll read it read it to you here um let's see there's a lot of great studios that are going to be presenting at this online event that aws is putting on uh including let's see clean cuts interactive gearbox oasis tech ubisoft um and they're going to be showing architecture from uh, games from Capcom, Epic, Panzer Dog, Warner Brothers. And let's see, they're also going to have a Ask the AWS Experts and Community Corner uh, where people can chat and kind of get involved. Uh, he said it's going to be very, very educational. So if this is something you're interested in, I do want to double check the date real quick because I forgot to put it right here in the notes. But I believe, I believe it is... Uh, it is the 20th, but I'm going to double check and, and find out while I'm looking this up. Let's see to Friday, Friday. We've got the, uh, the Tetris thing going on Tetris maximum cup, right? Thir- yeah, I'll, maximum I'll talk cup? about it while you look. Cause I do know kind of what's going on. Okay, with your stuff. cool. So Josh is going to be racing viewers, uh, starting at 11 o'clock. Is it Pacific time, Josh? Yep. Is that what time you yep. want to start? Yep. yep so yep. he's going to boot up the stream. And so you have to kind of save your, your race to the hundred points in the, the Maximus cup. And if you, are you going to do timestamp photos to prove it or just tweet, just tweet. As soon as you, as soon as you hit a hundred points, tweet at me, your picture, like snap a shot on your, on your switch tweet at N64 Josh. And, uh, there you go. And Josh will give you well, five hundred thousand bells of his own, and and five hundred thousand of Super Nintendo's bells, right? And the first person that gets a hundred actually gets an extra million from Patuli. So there's going to be if you're the first person to reach a hundred points, then you get two million bells in Animal Crossing. So it's going to be kind of fun. Uh, back to the AWS event, guys. It is May twentieth. It's an online event. 
Okay, May 20th starts at 9 a.m. Pacific, goes until 5 p.m. And uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, it, they, it looks like they have a, a UTC time also. So it starts at 9 a.m. I'm not sure how long it goes. I'm going to have a link in the show notes. Okay, n64josh.com slash uh, NPC 268. There will be a link there that will allow you to uh, register. So if you're if you're a game dev or you're interested in in game dev or whatever, this is there's going to be a lot of like a lot of talk of tools and things like that. To give you guys an example, one of the games that just recently came out, Predator, uses some of these AWS uh, game tech tools. A lot of Nintendo games use these AWS game tech tools there. It's, it's kind of like, you know, when you start a game and you see like havoc and all that kind of stuff, those are, they're, they're all the different tools that, that people use. And this is, this is one of them. So there will be a link for you to be able to register if you want to check this out. And I know a handful of indie devs listen to this show, so go and check this out. Um, the guy that's putting it on is a good friend of mine and, uh, or at least it's a part of it. Um, and, uh, so yeah, go check it out. The Tetris 99 thing we got going. I'm giving away 5 million bells. If you go to my Twitter at N64Josh, you're going to see, uh, you're going to see a tweet about a 5 million bell giveaway that happens on Friday. You got to be following me on, on Twitch and Twitter, and you got to be following stealth and things like that. There's lots of ways to enter. Okay. Mario Kart Mondays and Fridays, 7 PM Pacific standard time. It's been getting crazy. It has been. We took getting, over, I think we took over a whole room on Monday. We didn't did. We? Yeah, it's it's getting crazy. We're going to get to the point that we're going to have to be doing. We're going to have to set up. The, the community is going to grow so much like crawler is going to go take a room. I'm going to take a room because it's just we're we're seeing so many people turn out for this. But we're having such a great time and we're we're jumping in voice chat. We're we're kind of talking trash to each other, but it's it's all it's it's all very positive and friendly. But there's times that you can totally hear the frustration coming through and you're like, wait a minute, how did you shoot me? I was well, I was in front of you and you like what? How this, you know? Yeah. The net code is a common discussion, especially yeah. it, it's it's glaring faults when uh, you're communicating with the people you're racing with and you discuss what you see on your screen versus what happens on somebody else's screen. Yes. Yeah. Makes it quite quite difficult to really you're like, wait a minute this isn't quite as competitive as I was hoping it would be, you know? So, but we still have a really good time. Uh, we've been doing Saturday morning splatoons. If you want to jump in and uh, throw some ink on the ground, even that we've, we've come close to taking over rooms. So if you, I'm just trying to dust off some of these old competitive games that we can play as a community. So we played so smash today. That was fun. We did. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun uh, playing smash. I've also started playing Mario Maker on stream. I'm doing I'm doing like evening to late night streams now of Mario Maker. So if you want me to play your levels, come on out for that. I'll play. What, ha- what happened last night, Josh? Last night, I, I he probably won't ever hear this, but Panga, who most of if you guys are in the Mario Maker scene, he raided my stream last night with, with a, a thousand people. It was it was out of control. It was out of control. It was it was it was an absolute blast. So and shout out to my I mods. Stayed, I, I stayed up late because I looked and I was like. I was about to get off and then I looked at your numbers and I'm like, oh, and then I looked into to see I, I opened up moderator view because I wanted to check and see if there were some mods to help you out. Yeah. And it was like only Patuli and myself and Nightbot. And I was like, all right, I'll stay up a little bit. But everyone was very civil. So yeah. it was good. Yeah, they were good. They're good. So it was it was crazy. It was crazy. But uh, we are going to be doing Splatfest too next weekend, May 20th. Pick your team. I went team Mayo. So what you I haven't picked, picked yet? Yeah, picked. Okay, so I yeah, it seems like the majority of people are going mayo. So if you want to be able to play with myself, go team mayo. If you just hate mayo and you love ketchup, I understand. We can, we can, we can, we can be arch enemies. You know, whatever. Neither of them are my favorite sauces. Let's be real here. I like I like a little more creative sauces. So uh, with that, because we got Tetris, we got the Maximum Cup coming up. I see Tetris 99 in our game tip section. Crawler, what do you what do you got? Do you got any pro pro Tetris? I don't know if I still fully understand how to like knock people out in this game still. So like I do know that there's some some good tips online, um, especially first when the game came out. However long ago that was, I don't know. There's it was it was kind of a question mark for a lot of people on on what does what. And I don't I don't think I fully utilize the uh, the directional uh, stick to do the the different targeting correctly. So I know there is that that is my suggestion. If you want to like truly master it, because I I don't I still have not gotten a 
online win. I've beaten the CPU in the offline mode or whatever, but I haven't gotten a, a Tetris uh, 99 victory. Hmm. But the, my suggestion to you, if you if you want to really like focus on on Tetris 99, I know that there's a few guys out there that kind of describe when you're targeting. It's I think the four choices are like random. Uh, you can go for KOs. I think people that are close to being knocked out. Um, there's I forget what the even other the other two are, but there there is some strategy to it. I know that people have had success and they've been able to get up there. And I think the last Maximus Cup, I think my top place, I did get third, I think, on one of mine. Cool. But, That's good. Kurt, do you play a lot I've of Tetris? Won- I, I'm not a lot. I mean, I played I played a lot when it came out. And my my concern with targeting has always been it feels like it would slow down the play, like your play. Mm-hmm. Like just because if I'm worried about cons- uh, about targeting somebody, uh, I'm I'm letting my my whole Tetris page kind of fill up, and and I just need to concentrate on just keeping that level low. Yeah, my biggest <laughs> so, focus is always get rid of the trash when it piles up on the side. Yeah, and I mean that's just old school Game Boy Tetris. It, take out the trash it, kind of deal. No, that's old school just Tetris. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not just Game Boy Tetris. It's, it's, well, I mean I remember I remember yeah. playing Game Link with with some friends and that Oh that yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. So, here's here's the advice that I could give. I've I've won I know I've won at least one at least once. What I say and and some people may play differently, but I'm all about like keeping my like instead of building the Tetris, I'm about wiping the stuff out, keeping it clean. And then using the the because you're gonna get hit with that trash, and a lot of times you can turn those into a Tetris. So I'll save my lines. You just, wait, you just make the trash your well, and I, that's ex- it. Exactly. I try to keep everything else relatively low, uh, and uh, you know. And then there's the more you play that game, you start to realize like there's. I know for me, like there were some shapes that I would only use in certain ways, and then I was like, oh wait a minute, there's actually ways to utilize this to where like it doesn't it doesn't cause an issue if you if you turn it this way or that way. But it's not stuff that's always just right, you know, right in the forefront of your mind, especially if you've been playing a long time and it's like, oh, I didn't realize. I didn't. Everyone has their own own ways that they play. Like I remember when this first came out, it was eye opening to see how other people play Tetris because Mm -hmm. everyone has kind of a different way that they play. It's it's funny. Back in the day, uh, before Tetris ninety nine even came out online uh, on the PC, there were there was online Tetris that you could play, and it was like six people you'd be competing against. And yeah, it's not ninety nine. That's a little nutty, but but six people. And so you, but they would be crazy fast. So you would have to learn. Okay, I can use the the what I call the Z piece. <laughs> so so that it, it wouldn't cause a problem it would it would just wipe out a line but then you'd, you'd still have a clean a, a, a clean line so right. uh yeah it's uh and tetris 99 just amped it up right i mean it's just so much faster and and you just have to pay more attention it's yeah. crazy to go back and watch they still uh twitch still does some like the tetris world championship on like the nes yep. and to watch those guys start it they start at what level 10 or 15 or something like that. And they just, so they, fast. Go, they go until the, 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 some of them actually can play until a kill screen on that, which is just nuts. That's unreal. Yep. That's that's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, last announcement for, uh, I'm going back, but I just realized today I saw a tweet from Nintendo and it, they were talking about it in chat, but this is something I actually want to do. There is a, in Pokemon sword and shield, there are raids going on right now with the, uh, what is it called? Like Gigantamax, Pikachu, uh, Eevee, and I want to say Meowth, maybe? I don't know. I'm bad at these names, and I don't have the tweet in front of me. But I believe raids are something we can kind of do as a community, so I'm calling out to you guys to come help me. After we're done on Friday with Tetris, after we hit the 100, I want to do some Pokemon raids. I want to... I've yet to do this, and I think it would be fun to... Uh, jump in with you guys and have have this go down. So you got to tune in twitch.tv slash n64josh. Hit me up and uh, we'll do we'll do some raids. So uh, with that, let's uh, let's jump on over and talk talk to our guest here. Find out find out where he's from and what he does. All right. So Kurt, <laughs> let's just start with your with your history with Nintendo, and uh, you know what where where to begin. Wow. Okay. So um, I actually um, am one of the fortunate few that uh, started. I I actually worked in the video game industry for a little over 20 years. 
and uh, started in the mid 80s. And so my history with Nintendo kind of begins with uh, sitting in the office and the president of the company brought back from Japan a Famicom system. And uh, NES coming to New York City. Yes. Yes. Yep. And uh, he brought back the Famicom system with the disc, uh, with the disc drive, and brought back uh, two games that I can recall. One of them was Arkanoid, which uh, was kind of breakout on steroids oh, yeah. with uh, with a little paddle that came with the game. With just the knob on awesome. it? Which yeah. The knob yeah, yeah, yeah. Left and right? Oh, yeah, of course. Yep. Yep. And it was awesome. And Zelda and Zelda completely in Japanese. <laughs> That'd be and, better. He doesn't read anything anyway. So, hey now, well, hey now, hey now. Uh, we beat the game. Wow. Really? <laughs> and because it was so brilliantly designed, mm-hmm. it was literally the like the kind of the first of its kind to introduce you to a new mechanic because you knew you were going to need it later. And so just wandering around, not being able to read anything, but you knew that the shop was the shop and it was going to cost however many rupees. It didn't matter if you could read the label or not. Mm -hmm. Um, And then just, just discovering pushing rocks and finding the underground, just all of it, just all of it. And it was amazing. And, when you get got to the final battle and and we're, we're fighting Ganon and just you realize you can't read anything you have no idea what the storyline's really about sure. uh, but it didn't matter and it was so cool it was so cool um so but from there i mean i i worked on a lot of video games um on all platforms and uh, but the the Nintendo end of things have a, have a special place in my heart because of uh, just Nintendo has always been that company that said, look, we're going to do our games and we're not going to be the most expensive thing. We're not going to have the highest level graphics, but we're going to convince you that you want us because we're fun. And honestly, like and I know Animal Crossing is hot right now, but. Animal Crossing GameCube was just this special thing. And and when <laughs> I just remember first time running across, wait, I found an NES game. What's this mean? Right. And then hitting the buttons and going, are you kidding me? Yeah. Are they actually doing this in this game? And and then getting the Wii Animal Crossing and find out that they don't have that in there. <laughs> I was no. so I was so disappointed. Yeah. And I'm going, "Oh, I know you have a shop and I know that you're you're selling these classic games, but just give them to me." And so and without going off too much on a tangent, when um when when New Horizons came out and I'm playing and I'm going, "Where are my Nintendo things? Mm-hmm. My Nintendo branded items where's my master sword that i can put into my room and we don't have any of that yet no we don't now i say the word yet (laughs) because i'm hopeful yeah well i just fired up i just fired up the gamecube ac before we started i saw the end of that yeah yeah and so i went into my house and i have a nintendo 64 like like 3d logo just sitting in my house I had yes. all the NES games that you could get, except for the ones that I needed the e-reader for. And, right. and yeah, that was one of the things that made that so, so special. And so, so much fun was being yep. able to being able to play those old games. And yeah, I was, I'm in the same boat with you. I started making my own stuff. I've made my own, I've made my own Mario hat. I made my own Nintendo 64 sweatshirt. Like I just keep making, I, I made a green Mario hat, <laughs> otherwise known as Luigi and uh, uh a snes sweatshirt I, i've just put it in because i'm like i gotta i gotta see this stuff so I, I can't do it i can't i can't bring myself to do it because i'm holding out hope yeah i know <laughs> I, 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 I literally i'm just going well yeah i could make this i can like make a triforce shirt but 
nope i'm waiting i'm yeah. just i'm just waiting i i get it i get it, <sighs> I get it. i'm hopeful that because the game came out after Mario Day this year, I'm hopeful that next year, on March 10th. Well, I mean, if like Pocket Camp, if it's a, if it's an example whatsoever of what's going on, they had a fishing tournament that was specifically like you you caught cheap cheeps and bloopers, right? Right. And it's the 35th anniversary of Mario this year, so maybe. Maybe when yeah. that game comes out, they could use. I mean, look, Animal Crossing has exceeded all of their expectations already that they Absolutely. thought the lifetime sales were going to be for the game. Use it to push some Mario stuff. You know what I mean? Like, well, and, right. Well, like what Kurt said, if that that's almost a year after launch, that'd be a good way to get people, the 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 lapse players that want to come back in and and check in on stuff. If they if they did a um, a Mario cheap cheap fishing tournament that that'd get me back in there for sure yeah and i've look i'm 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 terrible i'm probably the worst and nobody everybody's gonna be like don't give these i don't say this kind of stuff <laughs> but like i'm like look if they see that save on my game give me an in item like give me some kind something in item right something that is an in item or in in game item that is like exclusive to that game because you, I want, the fo- you want the fomo going it's, right yeah i mean <laughs> That's that's what I mean. You and I both played Destiny for how long? That FOMO drove me on Destiny quite a bit. But I, <laughs> I, I've given up on on Destiny. I don't have fear of missing out anymore. Destiny stuff. Right. But yeah, that that would get people playing if they if they could find something. Absolutely. I do want to say real quick. We had a raid from G GSTU Media. So thank you for that ah. raid. And I see Imaginary Nomad is here. He's your co-host, right? He is my co-host, and yeah. GSTU Media is part of the is the network that I'm on. So okay, well, awesome. Yeah. Well, welcome, guys. Welcome. We're 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 just doing this live. That's how we do it. That's how we do it. So, uh, <laughs> continuing on, then give me just a handful of like your favorite NES series. Uh, I mean, it has to be. I mean, Zelda is right up there. Um, the the Mario games in general are just solid solid but really um when we got to super mario sunshine it really was one of those games that just made me go oh my god they've completely reinvented everything Mm. and it 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 really did it for me um there's it's funny i i've not been uh you know people people talk about metroid it's it's not been one of my favorites and and I I don't know why it just never really uh, gravitated uh, for me, but but the Zelda games kept me going. Is is really really what it is. With, um, did now you, did you we play get to Super more. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, did, you, did you play Super Metroid? I I a, a little a little not okay. not a lot, and and mainly because it just didn't it didn't capture me. I see. And I don't know why. I don't know why. Because I know for me, the reason I asked, the first game did not capture me really at all. Like I felt I, I was pretty young when it came out. Mm-hmm. So it was like it was a little bit too difficult. But then Super Metroid is where I like that whole it just turned around. It turned everything around for me. And I couldn't I could not love that that game anyway. It's like in my top five games of all time. So really? Uh, OK. Yeah. So that's yeah, what I, was wondering. I, I mean. Yeah, I, I, I was not young when it came out. Um, so. <laughs> So, so it didn't, you know, I, I, I had other things that I was doing at the time, but, but it didn't capture me nearly as much. Um, what's, what's funny to me is, um, I, because I worked in the industry, my personal gaming habits changed over the time, over time. And so when we got to kind of like the DS era and more recent Wii and 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 uh, Switch now, um, I find myself gravitating a little bit differently. Like um, <laughs> DS Clubhouse Games, yeah, uh, he was huge. Yep, huge, huge, huge. And the and that was the first inkling that I had that. Well, Nintendo might be able to do this online thing. Yeah. Because you could actually play against people. And it was clunky, but you could still do it. And so when they announced Clubhouse Games for the Switch coming out in June, Mm -hmm. holy crap, I can't buy that fast enough. (laughs) 
and and I am dying to see how good the mosaic is uh for the slot racing and i'm hoping other games but we don't know yeah um so uh i i i am all about the clubhouse games i thought i thought the first one was amazing i can't wait to see the second one everything that i've seen made me excited for it um but but then uh the the other thing that i've kind of gravitated towards uh on the switch is octopath traveler Oh, yeah. got me it got me hard because my my initial experience when i were when i started working in the video game industry it was on role-playing games and yeah. back then we didn't really differentiate between jrpgs and american rpgs because they all did turn-based combat sure. it was all kind of the same and so it really hit me back in the nostalgia <laughs> aspect of things and and I love Octopath, uh, and I haven't finished it, but I love the whole thing, and and just the oh the, the aesthetic is ridiculous. Yeah. It's just so good, old and new. How they managed to mesh that together, yep. where it looks eight bit, but with twenty first century sensibilities, it's just amazing. Yeah, the environments and everything, just the the, the oh, way the camera beautiful. perspective is, the the foreground, the background, everything. It's just yeah. that that whole tilt shift kind of look up to it. It's just amazing. Yeah. It's it's so good. Love it, love it. Okay, well, let's transition a little bit here and talk about what you do. What kind of content do you create? So uh, right now, I am the host and or co host of uh, three different podcasts. Um, I co-host a podcast about animal crossing called nooks tavern and i do that with phil keating and uh we've been doing that since the week before launch or the day before launch actually is when we did our first episode um and uh we just go over regular news of the week and then we have a segment that that has picked up steam called behind the bells which is all about the corruption of animal crossing a la tom nook it's all about how evil he is and (laughs) (laughs) and uh and we have a special guest that shows up every week who who puts his his head in a bag well we call him uh edward bagman and he he basically is the one that comes on gives all the dirt about tom nook and then leaves in a nervous uh run because he doesn't want to get caught do you have a voice this guy's around as well What's that? Does he have a voice disguiser on as well? He does. <laughs> he does. <laughs> on the podcast, he has. He definitely has a a voice disguiser. So, um, so we do that, and that's that's been going really well. Uh, it's been picking up a lot of steam uh, for for downloads, so we're pretty happy about that. Um, I also do uh, a podcast on my own called Story Time with Kurt, where all I do is I have a scene of a. Uh, like a big old den with a fireplace and I just read books to people. That's all I do. And, and if I can make you fall asleep by calming you down and whatnot, my work is done. So we're in the middle of reading uh, great expectations by Charles Dickens right now. And, and uh, that's, that's going well as well. Um, And then the, the other podcast that I co-host is, uh, podcast called uh fth beyond which is all about marvel strike force it's a mobile game surrounding marvel uh superhero characters and uh and that's been going on for a little over two years now okay and so that's that's good um so yeah that's pretty much that's pretty much it from the podcasting streaming end of things gotcha cool yeah nook's tavern you guys have hosted me a few times on twitch i think that's how we met and yep and i was like tell me about what you do and now here we are here we are yeah so. the nook's tavern is a little unique in that we uh we actually do the podcast live in game um we have a, a phil uh my co-host has uh created a studio in his house in that we had to move it to the the attic because it needed to be bigger because we now need to eating um <laughs> But but we do it on his island in his house, and we record live on Twitch uh, the the entire podcast. Love it, and love it. So it's you, pretty cool. It cut out a little bit, but you guys are doing that in game. 
We are doing that in game. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So I he he sends me a dodo code. I go to his house and uh and he has a studio and we we sit there and we do it go through all the news and everything and it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Love it. Love it. All right. Well, hey, let's jump into the games that we've been playing. So, Streets of Rage 4, we said we'd play it. We didn't play it together, but we did play it. I played did a first look today. It's going to be up on up on YouTube later tonight. And uh I got to say that is a that is the game I've needed to 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 wet that whistle for a for a beat 'em up. It is it is good. It's good stuff. So, uh Crawler, what do you think of Streets of Rage 4? Yeah, I I booted it up just a little bit ago. Um it, with with games with gold or, or uh, or not game pass um i have it on both my pc and on xbox i tried it out on my pc here like literally just before we went live and uh i played it with uh xbox has gotten better i guess with letting i don't know if it's only third-party games but i was able to use one of my 8 controllers and it played great with it so that was that was good uh b was a and a was b and everything's backwards but it worked out. Of course. Um, and I, I, I think I played about as far as you went beating that first boss in that first level. And it, it looks great. It plays smooth. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm actually, we were talking about it today while you were streaming um, the Genesis collection, which I have sitting over here and all, all three of the first games are on there. So we'll have to maybe find a time. And cause I don't, I don't know if we, I don't think we can play multiplayer with those on that collection, I'm but not. That, that'd be fun to, to boot those up as well and, and play through some of those classics. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, it was good. Kurt, have you played Streets of Rage 4? I've not. Does it, does it hold up compared to, I mean, well, hold up is a bad, is the bad term. Does it, does it give you the, <laughs> the nostalgic feels uh, from the old ones? So it did for me for sure. Now I, I wasn't a, I didn't own a Sega as a kid. Like in the most of the stuff I played on Sega, I don't think Streets of Rage was really in that mix. It was a lot more Mortal Kombat, Sonic, uh, Shinobi, things like that. Sure. But I immediately got Final Fight vibes, uh, like Aliens versus Predator, uh, the X-Men games, you know, those classic Ninja Turtles, the arcade yep. game, things like that. Simpsons game. I had it had all that had all. That, but it also felt like it it had a much needed uh, like just kind of step into the future with this, this style of game. Like it wasn't just your, it, it wasn't just hit, hit one button to, to attack and one button to jump. And then that was it. It was like, no, you can pick up like a, like a, like a super or an ultimate. You can still do your super by hitting one button and that takes health. But when it takes health, it gives you, instead of your meters is yellow. And when you get hit, it goes, it just goes to black and starts to go down. Right. But if you use your super, it goes green. And then after you use your super, if you continue inflicting damage, you gain that health back. And I thought that was a great, it was implemented very well. And, and something, because a lot of times in those games, I'm like, if I'm in a, if the risk reward, isn't that great when you're talking quarters in those old school games. So I would never use that. I would never use that. The, the super move or whatever, because it was like, you just, you could last longer by just, by just fighting it out. This gives you the opportunity to use it, but then earn that life back or that health back. And I thought it was a great, it was implemented very, very well. Yeah. And I'm sure it'll ramp up based on just what the little bit I had played, but it didn't feel like it was built to be a quarter eater. Like it felt like it was playable to sit down and recover your health with enough items in game. I'm sure it'd be a little bit more challenging if you had uh, more people playing with you. I think you can only do two player i, I think, think so. max i think it's two player yeah. maybe i think you can maybe do four local but i think online it's only two but it might be a little bit harder if you had more people to recover health but then you have more people to, to deal out damage so you might not be taking as much but it didn't feel like it was um because like teenage mutant ninja turtles was an arcade game and it came it came to consoles later and that definitely felt like a quarter eater and you had to do your continues and all that kind of stuff so this didn't feel like that at least off the get-go i'm sure it'll ramp up a little bit more later it, and it does have four settings for difficulty so even on the normal setting i still i still died like it felt like oh okay this the normal setting felt like teenage mutant ninja turtles the arcade game 
on the NES, you know, where it was like, okay, this is difficult, but I can keep going. The first time I played it, I put it on the, I didn't put it on ultra or whatever. I just put it on, on, on difficult. And I was like, I ended up losing both like all my lives and had to continue. I was like, okay, this game, this is no joke. This is no joke. So I, you know, I was, I was actually pleased to see that because a lot of times, you know how games are. A lot of times it's, it's, they're pretty, they're pretty easy for the most part. You don't get a lot of difficulty settings. It seems like so. But uh, sounds yeah. like it did balance, make the balance of of the nostalgia thing, but also the the current sensibilities, right? Yeah, it, it sounds like it's working. So yeah, and we had. I'll we, definitely check it out. Do it. It's yeah. It's it, it's worth the twenty five bucks. I would say. I would say, especially the the online just pop in and out. Like if you got get somebody to play it with, like it's it, it's definitely worth it. So the other game I played uh, that they sent me a code was Pong Quest. Right now we're talking about Pong, like original, like tennis ping pong right pong and i'm not gonna lie it is a game that does not take itself too serious and has just the right amount of charm and actually some okay writing for this little this little rpg that you go on and you you fight the enemies by playing pong and you level up and you get different different abilities and different different balls to to use during your match and I even had people in chat that were like, I'm buying this right now. Like I'm buying this <laughs> right now. So yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's worth checking out. Like I was, they, they emailed me and they were like, Hey, do you want it? Do you want a code? And I was like, yeah, I want to see what, what could they possibly do with Pong? Here's what's interesting. When I typed in Pong on Twitch, there's a lot of Pong games. There is a lot of Pong games. I had no idea. I had no idea. I was like, oh, is this like the, you know, is this the sequel or whatever? But no, there's there's a lot of Pong games. And this one's just goofy. I immediately was, I figured out I could dress my my paddle exactly like Mario. So he was in, <laughs> it was, I mean, exactly with mustache, hat, everything. And uh, it was the farmer outfit, right? And then Luigi's was like the, the custodial outfit or something. I don't know. <laughs> like, I think probably because of the vacuum cleaner, I'm guessing, but, uh, so well, you know, well played on their part, but yeah, was it's, it's not, that's, that's a creative way around, uh, some, some trademarks. I think so. I think so. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was, I thought it was worth picking up. So Pong quest is, uh, um, if you're looking for just something quirky and off the wall and just very simple, simple gameplay where they add a little bit of variety where you can hold down a and throw a curveball or a uh, a ball that does damage when it hits the other person, because that's what you're doing. Every time you score, they have a health, a health meter that goes down. And so mm. it doesn't seem like it's going to be a super long game to get all the way through. But, you know, fun little time waster nonetheless. So uh, Crawler, what have you been playing this last week? Um. So I know I kind of talked about doing pulling the trigger on this uh, last week in the show, but I with uh, the new Mortal Kombat stuff coming out, I got it on PS4. <laughs> uh, I had it on Switch. I was tired of it taking up as much space as I have right now. I think uh, I haven't deleted it yet off my Switch, but I think if uh, if there's another update that comes out sometime, I might I might pull the trigger and actually delete it, clear it out. Um, but uh the the story of that was was great i actually beat it last or this morning um played through it i downloaded it yesterday and played through it kind of most of the evening last night and that's what i played um i'm not super brushed up on like all the history of mortal kombat but the the campaign of of mortal kombat 11 was engaging enough with the cutscenes in between and the fights and all that kind of stuff so it was great um been playing just through a little bit to i played a little bit with the joker this morning because all the dlc stuff is in there if you got the the big bundle that for the aftermath stuff coming out here in a little bit um so i still have yet to check out uh terminator and spawn um but i know i think it popped up today i think there was some uh some footage of robocop fighting the terminator from from the new dlc stuff so that'll be i'll have to check that out but Oh, yeah. um it definitely looks you can tell the difference of the the muddiness of the switch versus the sharpness of the ps4 with that version of the game oh, I bet. um but it still is impressive nonetheless what they were able to put on the switch um but i'm excited to to play through that a little bit and that's what i've been playing and i think i was watching you, you mentioned stealth and, and the the partnership you're doing he was he was streaming today he was doing uh trials of mana and it kind of made me maybe watching that makes me makes me want to put uh dragon quest 11 back in and play which i haven't done yet but i know i know that 
Um, I'm going to have some RPG time coming up here at the end of the month with uh, Xenoblade coming out. So that's I'm, I'm getting excited for all this, all this stuff that's coming out. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be crazy. This next the end of May, beginning of June is going to be it's going to be a very expensive, uh, expensive uh, time in gaming. That's for sure. Uh, Kurt, you been playing anything other than Animal Crossing this uh, this last week? Boy, it feels like no, but um, it uh, a lot of nan- Animal Crossing, uh, Marvel Strike Force, which is the Marvel game that that uh, the other podcast that I do, uh, and uh, really just Sea of Thieves, uh, which I've been playing with. Uh, we do another stream. It's not really a podcast; it's just a stream that we do on Sunday nights with what we call the Bromigos of the Stream Apocalypse. Um, where where we just play Sea of Thieves and we drink and we uh, um, we just have fun and find a way to make ourselves laugh in the middle of that whole thing when we're being crackened and it's it's kind of crazy. But that, that um, came a little bit of a resurgence lately. Did they have did on, at least on Twitch? Have they had an update or anything big coming? Yeah, out? they've actually been releasing content, new content on a pretty regular basis. It seems like once a month or every other month something like that and and so it's been it's been good it's been really good um and and otherwise really i am i am really looking forward to the xenoblade uh coming back uh just i i i'm itching to get my hands on it and i'm hoping that it's that it pays off i can't imagine it won't yeah, I've heard nothing but good things. Everybody, I played through two on stream, and everybody was like, "Oh, you've got to play one." So I got one on Wii. I got it on DS, and I never or 3DS, and I never, I never played it. But uh, cool. Well, you see cool. the side by sides, and I'm kind of glad I didn't play it on 3DS because you <laughs> see the side by side of 3DS, and then Wii, and then what it's going to look like on Switch. I'm I'm glad I kind of waited. Yeah, well, and it was a it was a GameStop exclusive game when it first dropped, and it was very expensive for a while there on Wii or 3DS on Wii. It was it was very expensive. The reason I got it on 3DS, it's one of the few titles that is the new 3DS only. So you can't play it on anything else. So I was like, eh, I'm going to throw that in the collection just because I want to make sure make sure I have it because I don't there's going to it's, it's hard to find now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So. So, yeah, as far as me, other games I've been playing Mario Maker, like I mentioned, Mario Kart, uh, Animal Crossing, of course. Uh, we've been I've been going going to town on Animal Crossing. Guys, if you haven't seen any of my Animal Crossing videos on YouTube, go and check them out. Uh, some of the areas have been a lot of fun to uh, to put together my campsite, my my uh, I have a I have a, like a nature trail that leads to an oasis. You can only enter and leave one way. You cannot you, you can kind of see it from other areas, but you cannot you cannot get into it except for by by walking the trail. So uh, it's kind of fun. Plus, like a cafe area, restaurant area and. Uh, and my boardwalk. So um, go check it out. There's some fun designs and things that I've, that I've done in game and uh, having, having, having a lot of fun with it. So with that, we're going to jump on over to the news. Mist coming to the switch five twenty one pre-order starting tomorrow on the eShop for a limited time discount of $16 until uh, five twenty-eight regular price will be twenty dollars. Is this a pickup for either of you guys? You picking up Mist? Not me. No. What do you think, Crawler? Uh, uh, uh go ahead. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm intrigued, but there, I feel like there's other ways to play it, and it's like, eh, I don't know. I mean, I'll have to look at the screenshots and and see what they've done to it. I mean, I. I think most everyone's at least play, played or seen some some misc. I mean, just for what it is, it's it's pretty classic. But uh, right, right. I Kurt, mean, Kurt, what were yeah. you going to say about it? Uh, I mean, I played it when it first came out because, uh, again, when I was in the industry, we try try to keep up on everything, and it was it was amazing when it first came out. It was one of the first CD ROM games. Right. Um, the graphics at the time were spectacular. Uh, the storytelling in the game, uh, I'm not even going to say gameplay because that's not fair. It's not really a game. Uh, <laughs> but the storytelling that they did was groundbreaking at the time. Yeah. Now, I think I would just be bored to tears. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to look pretty. It's going to look beautiful. No question. My guess is that they're re-rendering everything to make it high def, and that's cool. 
I don't care. <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> yeah. Is it like spoilers, but isn't this the game you can just turn around and you beat the game? Is this the same? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. You can you can just turn around and then it's really it's really I mean, to be fair, it's really more of an interactive story than it is right. anything else. Yeah. Yeah. It's one I've never played all the way through. So, I mean, I'm 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 kind of intrigued by it. Right. But again, it and who knows, maybe everything will be kind of slowed down by the by the 21st, you know, for June, because I think a lot of things I think I think we're just in the like, I think everything's going to ramp up for June and then everything's going to fall off big time yeah. after that. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be time to catch up on our backlogs for a little while. This was my, my guess anyway. So, I mean, let's let's face it, $16 or even 20. It's not that big a deal. And it is it's video game history. I mean, yeah, it really is. And and that's I mean, the switch time and time again has kind of proven that it's a great machine for the classics and to preserve that and have it on a way uh, a nice compact travel size version of everything. So, I mean, it's it's not not a bad way to have it. Mafia right. trilogy rumored to be coming out soon. Uh, Rumor so far only mentions Xbox, but this could possibly be a great fit on the Switch, says Crawler. You, you uh, I mean, are you a fan yeah, of the series? I mean, it's it's it would be another kind of open world. I, I haven't played a lot of the Mafia games, but I know it's kind of a GTA Lite kind of game, right? Mm-hmm. Am I right? I believe so. So, I mean, uh, the biggest thing I think was something seen or data mined maybe on, on the, the Xbox store showed uh, a, like a remaster kind of of mafia one. Um, and these are, I think the original date for mafia one was like 2002. So these are definitely games that are old enough that they would not be taxing on the switch. If it were to be, I mean, we have, we have saints row and that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think it would be something if, if 2k and 2k is not afraid to put stuff out on on the switch as well um we've gotten a a few i mean 2k publishes saints row i believe right i i feel like saints row maybe yeah i don't know it may have changed hands i feel like thq may have been in the mix at some point but i they're i don't they're no longer things so yeah so but i mean it's it's one of those that fits in that 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 window that we had talked about was that a couple of weeks ago of just like those older games with with uh with us getting the the Borderlands collection and the the BioShock collection that kind of stuff mm-hmm. that would kind of fit in with that that archetype. So okay. we could I could see it happening but I think that's a very it's a very rough rumor. I was kind of it was a slow news week and I was going through and I saw that as as being kind of in that that uh era of games that are getting kind of remastered and put on switch. So I think that could possibly be something if, especially if they put out a trilogy kind of together. Well, it's one of those things too. Like we got LA noir, you know, which is kind of in the same, the same style of game as mm-hmm. well. So, I mean, there's, there's definitely the, the possibility. How, how are you guys feeling about the remaster um, program uh, for lack of a better term that it just seems like a lot of games are going through that whole remaster thing just to try to, eke out a few more dollars if i'm being cynical um, well we're, we're <laughs> also in the end, we're like the with the other two uh consoles we're in the end of the generation i feel like a lot of publishers and developers get gun shy about putting out new stuff i mean it's i i think phil spencer and and sony all well, sony hasn't come out enough to say that they're going to do this but phil spencer's at least come out and especially with like cyberpunk and Madden, I think, and some of the other games that are coming out, you buy them on Xbox, you can buy it on your Xbox One, and it's going to be up-resed and playable in the best version on the Series X. So they're like protecting, they're, they're protecting developers in that way by making the, the, the scalable technology that they have. So I think there's maybe next generation at the end of the generation, we won't see as much of this, but I think it's definitely a cyclical kind of process when it comes to uh, developers being kind of gun shy about putting new stuff out, even though they have a large uh, uh, market share, especially with like PlayStation right now, um, to to be able to put something out and have it be successful. But like 
you look at the success that that Final Fantasy VII has, but that was something that's been in the works for a long time. But um, Final Fantasy VII is a different beast altogether, yeah. right? I mean, because they 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 re-imagine. it's not a true it's not a remaster; it's reimagining, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, they called it remaster, but that's not even fair. I mean, no. I mean, and, <laughs> and actually, I think I, in my mind, even though it probably financially was a success. Final Fantasy VII Remaster um, did a disservice to it, to itself. Um, because when I hear Final Fantasy VII Remaster, I'm thinking, oh, they're updating the graphics. And okay, we'll say the combat system because they weren't uh, they weren't closed mouthed about that. They they told us that was going to happen. But that, but my initial thought was I thought I was going to get the whole game. Mm-hmm. And, and they and, they still been clear on when part two or part three or how many parts it's going to be, how long it's going to take. They're very tight lipped about it and how much it's going to cost <laughs> because that's the big thing. Right. When I first heard that you basically get Midgar in this remaster and that's it. That put me off a little bit. A lot of people. And and it's beautiful and it's gorgeous and 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 by all accounts it's brilliant, but it's not what I felt I was promised. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, they were very vague when what three four years ago when that that CG trailer came out at right at, was that was that E three or was that PlayStation Experience? I forget. I think that was E three. But uh, but yeah, that that got the room buzz but then yeah it definitely they switched development studios and they did all sorts of different stuff but it's i think the big the biggest thing you're getting at is the the bioshock collection and yeah the borderlands collection i think that's it's it's i think most nintendo shows that i listen to or anywhere else on the on the internet talks about it it's a great way to experience these games if you haven't played them before but i have if you have them somewhere, if you have an a- access to an Xbox, it's definitely a lot cheaper. There's not really a need to take those kind of games on the go. I, I mean, but it's it's a good way if you've never played the game or you don't have access to play it anywhere else. It's a good way to get those all together for a cheaper price than pricing them out. But like, but still, even if you were to go on Xbox, half those games are included with games with gold or you know, Game Pass or whatever. Right. And there's cheaper ways to do it. And Steam always has sales. But um, but like I have uh, Episode 1 Racer on my 64. I have it on Steam. And I'm going to buy it again when it comes out on Switch. Just because I want to. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I mean, there are certain things that are going to hit those hit those notes for a lot of people that want to buy them again. That's the thing that's always thrown me a little bit. I guess, why do you feel compelled to buy it again? Update. I, I, I'm I'm actually kind of curious to see what the updates are to it. I, I think I read somewhere that it's maybe not going to have online racing on on Switch, which I'm kind of disappointed on. I'd like to have that because it does have that on Steam. Um, but I think the we were joking around a couple of weeks ago. I'd like to see them add uh, Joy-Con support to have them free free Joy-Cons and do it. Uh, like you could with ports one and three on the 64 and do thrusters and that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think that would be really fun. I think that game could have a lot of potential, but I don't, I don't know if it's going to necessarily get that, but I'm curious about it. And if, and if they're what, adding new features and, and things like that, I've got no problem with that. But if you're just rehashing the same game, I just, it feels like a money grab and I'm just not as interested. It is. And now for new, new players, I, I've got no real argument there. For new players, that's okay, but but I just I I see people buying like the same game two or three times over, and I'm kind of wondering why why are why are we doing this? So we all have um, more sense now. Yeah, <laughs> fair. <laughs> I mean, for some some people, they collect right. They just want the they want the physical the, like whatever system they're into. They want the physical game. Maybe for other people, like maybe there's a like you know. You look at, uh, I mean, even like Skyrim is the game that's been probably sold more than, than on right. every, you know, it's on, it's on Alexa. And, uh, even. and they make fun of themselves for it too. Right, right, right. And so it, to me, especially with the switch, especially with the switch, it, it, I know, I know firsthand 
probably all of us know people that are like, oh, this is the first system I've actually purchased in a while. Like the Switch has gotten some people back into gaming. And so now it's an opportunity for them to try some of these games that they've missed. I think the biggest thing business wise, it's easy for these companies to find uh, another company to port their old games over to the Switch while they're working on something else. And it allows it allows them to, you know, keep investors happy because there's units being moved. Uh, The Switch is a is a is and and, and not all these games are coming to just Switch exclusively like Bioshock Collections already on Xbox One. Right. But those and and at times we may I may have that game on 360, but it wasn't backwards compatible. I don't have anything hooked up and I want to play through that game again. This is going to be the only way it's going to it's going to happen. So I it's it's one of those things like there's there's a lot of perspectives on it, because if you're like, you know, like I've got pudding in chat who he was talking about, like TV shows and things like that. He like watches something once. And that's it. Once the thrill of having that new experience is gone, he's not going to go back to it. And I think there's definitely people like that with games. It's like once they've once they've completed it, they're they're not going back to it. But now, for, like for me, I've been away from Bioshock for so long. And because I'm the, the switch is just where I do most of my gaming. I'm like, heck, yeah, I can play the first one again. And I never played the sequels. I never played the sequels. Sure. No, I get that. Uh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say it, it's it's. I I think that that there's there's two different aspects of that right there's the remaster aspect of it but there's also like I got Stardew Valley on Steam right mm-hmm. and and then my my kid comes up to me and he goes you know you really should get Stardew Valley on the Switch cuz it's it's a it's a great portable game for the Switch and I went well I've got it on Steam why would I do that on the Switch but people do that all the time. Like we, yeah. and indie games are, are a really good example of that, where people buy, you know, uh, uh, Shovel Knight, uh, how much or, or, or any of this, the, the, the Steam games just on all platforms they could possibly do it on. And this is, I am willing to completely admit, this is my old man curmudgeon I don't need that crap. Uh, <laughs> get off my, get off my lawn. <laughs> aspect of it yeah well not so much get off my lawn but it's like what do i need that for right. uh, i got a perfectly good lawnmower in the front yard yeah um, I, just, I, I try i i ended up doing that i i double dipped on uh in steam with uh some games just because steam had that feature come out that still doesn't work that great but to to try to play some of those local multiplayer games online so i bought super blood hockey and Towerfall and a few other games i think that are great games and i have them on switch but i just don't have the competitive aspect with my six-year-old and my wife's not playing games with me to to get that kind of that that fun the the true fun out of those games that you can have with the with the local multiplayer of it so i i tried it and it we've tried with a few people in discord and just the the lag and stuff isn't that great so eventually if the technology ever gets great enough that we can do that then then great but i i'll throw a couple more bucks especially those indie devs that have done really good projects that i i really like and support well and that's a great use case i mean that Mm -hmm. that that makes perfect sense no question and i'm guilty you mentioned shovel knight like i'm guilty of like they have Battletoads on the Xbox version. Well, I'm sorry, but I'm a sucker for Battletoads. So <laughs> when it came on sale, I was like, sure, I'll pick up Shovel Knight again. There's another factor with that, though. I have Shovel Knight on my Wii U and I didn't purchase it digitally on my Switch because I knew a physical was coming out. So then I eventually got the physical. But I also know those developers. So like they're friends of mine. So I'm like, of course, I'm going to like I have no problem buying this game multiple times. And when it comes to indie studios and things like that, I'm like, yeah, help these like I I I don't. But what we, going back to what we were originally talking about was the remasters, things like that. Sure, like yeah, it it's again. I think it boils down to as long if if the company is still out there making new games to come to these systems, and this is what how they can they can supplement some of the income to keep investors happy and to keep us gaming. And and the other thing, the other factor with the switch is, I believe it's a it's. And I'm speculating here that is an inexpensive way for them to dip their toes into the waters of the switch and see if they can start turning profits. 
right? Some companies jump in both feet. Ubisoft is like, okay. And Nintendo's like, yeah, here, Mario plus rabbits, right? And here, Star Fox in, in, in Starlink. And look how well that game did just because of the Star Fox brand. So, so I think the other side of it too is what I would, what would be great is to see Nintendo get behind some of these remasters a little bit more. And like with Skyrim, where you see Link costumes and the Master Sword, things like that, keep that kind of stuff going to where it's like it feeds that Nintendo nostalgia a little bit more and, and makes me, it gives me something new to at least go back in and purchase this again. Or Ganondorf in, uh, in Diablo in 3, Diablo. right? Yep. So. Well, and that's a value add and that, and I have no issue with that. Like yeah. if you're adding some extra value, cool. If you're just shoveling out the same version, just because it's a new platform, that's when I have a problem with it. That's all. Yeah, I mean, that's, course, that's, Skyrim, that's Skyrim is still $60 on switch. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which has been the one reason I want to, I want to buy Skyrim again, just yeah. for, for the master sword and the, and the tunic and stuff. But not at 60 when I have it on Xbox one and on 360. <laughs> yeah. I used to buy Skyrim before I got shot in the knee. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Took an arrow to the knee. Exactly. Yep. No, but I mean, overall it's a fun discussion, right? Because it's like, it, it is a good question, especially when you're like, in your case, we you're talking about Stardew, like, unless you want to play it on the go, which that is a good reason for people to pick those games up just to have them on the go. But yeah, to like to buy Stardew on your Xbox and on your PlayStation, unless you have friends that are like, hey, I want to do multiplayer here and I want to do multiplayer here. Sure, I could I could see that. But yeah, I mean, it's it. Uh, it yeah, it's it. I don't know. It's a fun discussion nonetheless. So right. we just hit an hour. So. Real quick, GameFAQs has AC catalog, the entire AC catalog, everything you can get at Animal Crossing. They have it cataloged. We have a link if you want to go check it out. I don't actually want to see it because I still see new things in this game on the regular. And as silly as it sounds, I'm like, oh, that's cool. I wonder what variants there are of that. Like, I just got my third grand piano and it's a different color than the other two. And so... <sighs> I'm still trying to find my first grand piano. So, right. well, let's let's we we can connect. We can connect. Let's talk. I can yeah, I can I can catalog it for you. I have a white one, a black one, and a brown one. So, you know. But uh yeah, so I mean, this is crazy, but I won't go and check that out. I don't want to see, you know, somebody had like a pants, the pants press or whatever, the pants dryer or something. I was like, what? Yeah, is I, this? I have one of those in my in my bathroom slash laundry room. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't seen it, you know, so it was like then Super Nintendo had mails me one. I was like, oh, sweet, sweet. So, yeah, I'm still seeing new stuff, which is part of the fun at this point. It's part of the fun. So I don't want to see it, but apparently they have everything cataloged. Uh, lastly, we mentioned Star Wars Episode One Racer. It got delayed due to COVID-19. And the release date is to be determined. So I have one more quick thing. Super Nintendo had sent me a, a Twitter link um, to a uh, Kickstarter for Colors Live. So Colors was on uh, the DS and then the 3DS. And the developer wanted to make Colors for Switch, but wanted to have a stylus for it so he made uh let's see a pressure sensitive pen um that will be perfect for the nintendo switch it, i think it it plugs in I'm, I'm i'm assuming it plugs into the bottom port the USB-C port um and it got funded on kickstarter so they've met their goal um let's see and they have some different levels i think a 38 dollar level and a 58 dollar level hmm. um but yeah i'll put a link in the show notes here but uh but yeah, it, that should be interesting. So it's got funded. Well, there you go. There you go. There you go. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's let's wrap this thing up here. Kurt, I'm gonna let you tell us again where where what what podcast you're on, where you're for, like where people can find you, that kind of stuff. Cool. Uh, so the the most the newest podcast that I'm doing is I'm doing a podcast called nook's tavern all about animal crossing and the weekly news and whatnot uh one one really cool thing about it is we have this uh artist her name is emily and uh she goes by a swan named emily she's in chat uh, right all now. over the internet oh she's she in, in chat yeah, that's awesome she's in chat right now. so uh she does this amazing artwork for our episodes every week and we're doing a, a, a little promotion right now where anybody who leaves us, uh, actually the first 10 people who leave us 
a written iTunes review gets an illustration by Emily and uh, check out her stuff. It's amazing. It's so good. Um, we're we're uh, going to be pr- promoting uh, her artwork more and she's done some great stuff for us. But uh, we record uh, Nook's Tavern every Thursday at about between 730 and 8 o'clock uh, Eastern time because we're, we're on the East Coast. And uh, and we're wherever podcatchers you 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 have where we're all over the place. Um, I do a podcast called Storytime with Kurt, uh, and a podcast uh, called FTH Beyond, all about Marvel Strike Force. And let's see, uh, I'm all over the place, but on Twitter I'm at VO by Kurt. Cool, awesome, awesome. Real quick, what was your most wanted feature in AC? We didn't talk about it. Oh God! So uh, here's here's what I'd like the the one the one quality of life thing that nobody has mentioned yet is I want the ability to save room layouts like we do outfits. Oh, like make it and then be able to make clear the room out, and then save the room because with all you the can delete seasonal it stuff. stuff. Yeah. So like I set up a room for all the Easter stuff. Now I have to take it down. <laughs> I don't want to take it down. I want to save it so I can get rid of it. <laughs> Got it. But but Got like it. when when all the seasons come around, I want to be able to save a room, replace a room, put it put it in like that. Makes sense. I, I think that's about as possible to do as with any of the other features that people want, including me. So, crawler, where can we find you? Uh, you guys can find me hanging out in the Discord. Um, that's the best best spot. Uh, so n 64 joshcom slash Discord. Come race Mario Kart with us and play Splatoon and all sorts of other stuff uh, Tetris 99 so yeah it'll be a good week this week and uh, I, we were talking right before the show uh, Golf with Friends I think that might be a really fun one to uh, to get going in the discords that comes out uh, early next week I think so we'll have to get a room set up in the discord for that but come hang out there and uh, check me out there coming at you guys I'm at 64 Josh everywhere and I love you thanks for listening see you next episode bye now